that. I don't have much time to talk. There's literally a fire. But this time, I didn't start it. Right, Sealy? Or, or. And neither did Fanta. <laughs> we saw it as we were traveling away from the Weather Institute. Oh, yeah. We beat the Porygon, who was making the weather all wacky, and helped get it back to normal. Pierce is in charge of it now. <laughs> Good luck with that, man. But I don't think one of the Michelin tire Pokemon started this fire. <laughs> the corner of this letter just got singed. Pearl, what are you doing? We gotta go. Gotta go, Dad. Looks like another grown adult man needs our help. What else is new? Hello, friends, and welcome back. We are so excited to have a guest with us this week. Yay! Wonderful, wonderful guest, though. Joining us this week is Adam LaGrave, Yay! everybody. Hello. Of the Roaring Trainers, Tall Grass, DM's Treehouse, you know, probably 17 other podcasts. I think that's point. it. I kind of forgot after a while, but. We're so <laughs> lucky. Dude, thanks for coming on the show. I'm the lucky one. I, this is I love I this is the greatest show in the whole world, and I'm just so honored to be here. And thank you so much for having me. This is great. Yeah, of course. You're so happy. I've been like plotting. The, here's a here's a peek behind the curtain, listeners. We've been trying to get this together ever since. Well, I mean, honestly, technically, probably before since we did the uh, crossover with mm -hmm. postcards for Pearl. Oh, and definitely before. Uh, but now we're finally making it happen. <sighs> We reached that point in the story. No more excuses. No more yeah. excuses. The the schedule constellations have aligned, and we are here. Yes. And everything's on fire, so you know. Uh. <laughs> uh. That's the barn, right. The barn is on fire. <laughs> but before we get to that, you know, because we're about to hop into, like, a stressful situation, I guess. <laughs> I don't know. I guess maybe I alluded to something like that last time. Uh, if we, uh, I don't know. Turns out the barn's just kind of always on fire. It's a magical barn. <laughs> it's just, you know. It's not a big deal. It's just perpetually on fire. <laughs> you don't worry about it. Uh, but no, I, I just want to talk with Adam for a second before we really, yeah. really get started. I've got my um, my little questions that I've Ooh. started asking uh, everybody who comes on just because it's a fun little. I mean, I feel like. I feel like all of our listeners should know you at this point, but Maybe, yeah. for anybody who might not, we're just going to have a little, just a little chat. This quick. one's for my mom. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, mom. Hi, mom. Uh, so, Adam, how long have you been playing Pokemon? Since Red and Blue. Uh, I don't know, what was that, 94, 96, somewhere around there? Thereabouts. Long time. Yeah, so that's, the thing is, this might come as a surprise is I, I'm really an original 151 uh, person. Like that's my jam. I played generation two, silver and gold, uh, of course, all the way through. And then I just, it fell off a little bit and I never really kept up after that. Now I am halfway through kind of stalled on a Nuzlocke of gen three, a Nuzlocke of a game I never played. I never played that game <laughs> and I'm doing a Nuzlocke. So it's, it's, oh boy. Yeah, it is. Uh, it's, you know, it's a heck of an adventure. Wow. How, how many of, of your of your special children have, have passed on in this Nuzlocke? <laughs> oh, my goodness. Uh, Thus far. It's been a while since I've played. I think two. Two. Wow, that's not, that's not that's, too shabby. That's not, not that bad, yeah. I'm taking risks I shouldn't be taking, though, but... <laughs> I know, well, I... Uh... <laughs> well, yeah, I, but I've always loved Pokemon, and just, I've, I, no matter what happens, I always go back to that original, original set. And you talk about Nuzlocke, you got me thinking about, I, this was a long time ago, uh, but I tried to do a Nuzlocke of uh, Heart Gold, and um, I, I just stopped out of pure heartbreak after <laughs> oh, I lost Carl the Togepi to Whitney. Oh, Whitney. Whitney. You were also naming them all after Walking Dead characters, right? Yeah. <laughs> so it got very emotional yeah. very quickly. I was like, no, Carl. <laughs> Carl, come on. Stay back. Oh, my God. That's hilarious. <laughs> you know what the hardest thing of a Nuzlocke is? What? Naming the characters, the Pokemon. That, that's what I think. See, I got to have a theme. I got to oh, have a theme okay. to, like, to keep myself going to be like, okay, this is sort of the vein that we're in. I can, you know, deviate if need be, but at least there's something for a constant source of inspiration. I was just, what's the first? Ronnie. That's, okay, it's Ronnie. That's the name. This <laughs> is Ted. My yes. Pidgey. This is also Ted. My Pidgey named Ted. Also Ted the Weedle. <laughs> Ted 2. Ted 2. Just be half asleep and the names will forever come. Yeah. That's true. I've heard. 
Yeah, that's that's the best technique. <laughs> oh, well, okay. So you you started with with OG games. Were you red or blue to start with? Which one? Oh boy, that's a great question. I'm trying to remember because eventually I had red, blue, and yellow cranking through all of them multiple times. Actually, you know what? I don't think I actually owned a Pokemon game. I borrowed my friends, and in the first run through, this is a fun story. The first run through, uh, I, I started a new game. On his save game. Now, you can't have multiple saves, right? But I was talking to him, and he's like, because I think he started with a Squirtle, and I had a Bulbasaur, and, you know, we didn't know what happened. It was the first time running through it. So eventually, eventually I, he was like, hey, if you get that that Bulbasaur to evolve before, I think it was after Cerulean or something, to to Venusaur, like, you can save that game, and you can continue it. And that's, you know, it it was a lot of grinding, because it's not quite that time. I remember sitting in that chair, it was summertime, and just like, just grinding, it's like, it's, you know, killing boars in the woods, just, you know, just hours and hours and hours, because I couldn't continue, and I wanted to save, and like, I did it, and I got to play through that game before he did, because he made me a promise, so, and then I bought them all, and it was fine, but. (laughs) But that first time. I think it was red. I want to say it was red. Nice. With Bulbasaur, the true number one. (laughs) Yes. That fast, yes, absolutely. The very, the very first. Well, yeah, that well, that answered my next question of what was your first starter, that beautiful Bulbasaur, that, that sweet, leafy boy. Well, so, Adam, what is what is your favorite, uh, and this is a two-parter, but, like, Pokemon, but then also Pokemon type? Very easy. It's an Alakazam. <gasps> Alakazam. Of course, you might know that from Abby, my Abra in, in the Roaring Trainers. I love Abby. It did have a hunch. Yeah. <laughs> Came, it came with strings attached, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I've just, I don't know why, I've just always loved, every time I play through any Pokemon game, I have to get an Abra, and I have to play through it. It's always on my main team. I've always loved Psychic-type and Alakazam's uh, evolution. Just, that's it. That's There's no other answer. So Aww. you've always had to have a friend then. Well, I, I don't know. I guess if, you, if you've had multiple, you know, versions of the games, you can go back and forth between. But ideally, since you got to get the evolution trade gotta have a friend <laughs> oh yes 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 absolutely which <laughs> now for my question oh okay <laughs> oh oh you didn't see it coming folks I, I did not wild card this is a biggie uh-oh what's your favorite ice cream flavor oh the the real the yes. real question folks. i knew this was coming i know i make my i make i have to do my own concoction vanilla ice cream okay okay, okay. a little bit of uh like hershey's chocolate on there Okay. okay. Like like this like a syrup and a scoop of peanut butter. Oh, now this is very important to me. Is it actual just peanut butter or is the is it the peanut butter sauce they put on Sundays? It's peanut butter, like skippy out of the jar. Oh. And what I do nice. is I stir it up a lot so it's almost like a malt and I and then I and then I eat it and it's perfectly stirred up. There's peanut butter and chocolate in every single bite. Artistry. That's it. That's it for me. I respect the craft. I knew. Yeah. I knew it was ready. I respect <laughs> the craft. I mean, you know, like when you get ice cream, you scoop it out of the, the, you know, the tub and put it in the bowl and you eat it. This takes like two minutes and you have to sit there and wait for two minutes <laughs> to eat your ice cream. Are you kidding me? This is a real commitment. Yes, it is. <laughs> but the wait, the wait is worth it. <laughs> oh my gosh. Love that. Oh, well with that. Now that we're all ice creamed up, shall we uh, uh, dive into some uh, danger and peril, I suppose? Yeah, I'm into it. I feel ready. All right. Let's hop in. Pearl. Yeah. You and Luca are racing toward this burning building on the SS Speedmeister as the sun is setting behind you. And Luca quickly maneuvers past some of the other buildings on this ranch as you hang on tightly in the sidecar. Yeah, you pass by some stables and a windmill. The tires screech to a halt as you find yourselves uh, just in front of the barn looking at it, engulfed in flames, the dark sky behind it, and black smoke billowing up into the air. And in front of the barn, you see a man and his Pokemon trying to put out the fire but having a hard time of it. Adam. Will you please describe Ricky Jones, what he's doing, and what his Pokemon are doing? So Ricky Jones is a, uh, a rancher of sorts. He's uh, He runs this here farm, and uh, he is, uh, you know, of average height and build for, for an older man. He is an older gentleman, yeah, mid, late, to fo- late, late 40s, mid 50s, uh, around there. And he's got a cowboy hat and a, and, a, and a duster, and he's got a very lovely mustache and curls up quite a bit. 
but it's not very menacing looking, I tell you what. Uh, but it's Pokemon. He's got <laughs> several Pokemon out. He's got a Machamp that's running around trying to put out the fire with a hose. He's got Arcanine that's running around. She looks a bit confused. Uh, a Jigglypuff there looking... It doesn't look like he knows what's going on. And then also uh, a Tauros trying to haul buckets to the fire. And Ricky's just shouting out, McCoy, McCoy, you, you got to go get the hose. We got to put out this fire. We can't we can't lose the barn. Pearl, you see that? You see that this is happening? You see that uh, they're, they're having a, a rough time of it. This man does not, uh, uh, as you take a quick cursory glance, seem to have any water-type Pokemon to really uh, <laughs> expedite this process of the barn being on fire. So uh, having a bit of a rough go of it, what do you do? Pearl jumps out of SS Speedmeister, slaps on her ranger hat, and says, <laughs> Hot diggity dog, Luca, we got a pickle in a and she immediately starts carrying Seely and yelling, Water Spirit, Seely! And she kind of just like does a little mini chuck to Seely to get a little closer to the fire. <laughs> you just toss Seely a little bit? Yeah, and then she also yells, Smokey, where are you? Make a quick perception check. Okay. 14. 14. You do not see any trees in the area that Smokey could, you know, uh, just sort of pop out from behind. Darn it! Ranch style. But so you go to uh, Chuck Seely, toss her forward with the water sport. Go ahead and make a, uh, just make a, a constitution check for Seely, just to see how much water sport she's able to bust out of here. Oh, I got some guest magic. We are rolling hot. Oh, okay. yeah. It was a 22, sir. Wow. Oh, a powerful, powerful water sport. Seely was like ready for the lift. She was like, launch me. <laughs> toss me. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so Seely was ready to go for you to get with the toss uh, as you pulled her out of the Pokeball uh, as you all were driving up on the SS Speedmeister. Uh, and you toss her forward and she unleashes this water sport, uh, which is doing a lot to sort of uh, douse the flames. But this uh, fire is huge and it has uh, engulfed most of the barn at this point. Seely uh, uh, is helping for sure, but there's still a lot more work to be done. Let's roll initiative real quick. Oh, wow. We are literally firing wow. fighting an element I love now. it. Okay. I like to, uh, <laughs> I'd like to imagine that uh, Ricky took one of the buckets that Baloney the Taurus brought over and he threw it just as water sport hit. So like just a waterfall came up like over the bucket. He was like, <laughs> oh, wow. Well, Baloney, you really know how to carry a bucket. That is fa- Oh, what? And he looks over. That is a natural 20 for initiative. Nice. Oh, Saving the ranch. Yeah. Very nice. Hopefully I don't need that later. Okay, Pearl got a four. Luca got a 19. 19. All right. <laughs> so then uh, the acting order as you all fight this fire is going to be Ricky, Luca, and then Pearl. I like to imagine that Pearl's just starting to just shout nonsense words, and that's why she's rolling low. <laughs> we need to curb off the jelly and fix that flapper. <laughs> right there, partner. Already. That is exactly what's happening. Well, I, I don't, I don't know who who you are, but but your help is is much needed right now. Uh, McCoy, why don't you grab that seal and go ahead and spray her around a bit and try to get out some more of that fire? That's right. I'd like to get McCoy the Machamp to go just pick up Celia, uh, <laughs> just like, <laughs> psh, like just try to help 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 her. I don't know if that gives a help action or something like that, but tell you what, go ahead and make an athletics check uh, <laughs> for McCoy. McCoy. Do you uh, need to describe this Machamp uh, in oh, depth anymore? yes, because <laughs> McCoy the Machamp um, definitely has a cowboy hat and a duster and a big old belt buckle. That's a cow- yeah. he's, he's just he's got spurs. I mean, he, he's, oh. he's my ranching partner, you know? So. That's how they all should be like. <laughs> yeah, instead oh. of the, like, sort of, uh, like, wrestling WWE thing, yeah. sort of, like, wrestling champion belt, he's just got, like, a huge belt buckle. Just, like, Toro's oh, horns, you know, on it? Just, like, a big yes. belt buckle. <laughs> <laughs> Pearl shouts to Seely, don't be afraid, Seely, of our new partner. Just in, embrace the mag- magic carp twist. <laughs> magic carp twist. So that is an 11 plus 8. That's a 19. A 19. Go on now, get McCoy. McCoy the Machamp starts doing a, a nice little dosy do with Seely there. Yeehaw! <laughs> As the water sport continues, uh, and they just sort of like, uh, well, 
it's really like a one-sided sort of thing since Seeley doesn't have <laughs> legs. Uh, but McCoy, with, with two of his forearms, has, has picked up Seeley, and they're doing like a little line dance sort of thing uh, as uh, he is you know, spraying the water sport uh, <laughs> I think, and trying to douse the flames. Ricky's getting real excited. It's probably the most action he's seen in a while. He's like, grab that, Seeley. do see do Spray that water. Come on, let's go. Yep, yeah, but there, there, there. Pearl starts slapping her thigh. <laughs> <laughs> Luca pulls out two spoons and just starts playing the spoons. He's <laughs> yes. just like, all right. Absolutely. I love it. <laughs> and he's just like, all right, Tufus, water gun. <laughs> you see a croconaw burst forth from this uh, dirt bike and just, just this massive uh, bout of water. Get it, bruv. Go get it, bruv. Bruv. Roar, bruv. <laughs> you hear the internal monologue of, roar, bruv. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see, plus everything. That is a 17, as it's a powerful water gun shoots out from the crocodile. The uh, flames definitely look to be uh, dying down quite a bit, uh, but it, the, the fire is still going. You, it does seem as though you have kept the fire from spreading to any of the other nearby buildings oh, good, at this good, point, good, good, though, with okay. all these high rolls. Great. Yeah, it, it is still going, but it seems like you all have, have contained it at this point. And that'll take us to Pearl's turn. All right, Seely, don't give up. Dig deep into that well, and let's wet everybody's whistle. Water sport. Great. Make another uh, constitution check for Seely. Sealster is not feeling any smoke damage, sir. It's a 18. Mmm, a uh, powerful. Uh, it's just, uh, what does what, what this, like, fountain of water look like coming from Seely as she continues to uh, dance with McCoy? Oh, gosh. As she danced, I think she just, um... I'm trying to think of a cowboy sound, but all I'm thinking of is a yodel. <laughs> <laughs> yodel works. But you know, yeah, you know that like, sound. Yeah. There we go. That is what, it sounds like a water whip. A water whip. <laughs> Master of Foley right there. Hard at work. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. That was a, a powerful water sport from Sealy. Now that'll bring us back up to the top with McCoy. Or whatever Pokemon you decide to use. Up to you. They're all out there. They're all out there. I think, get a little creative, if you don't mind. Uh, not quite a move. Oh, 100%. I think Baloney. Baloney, you got, can you go ahead and just uh, kick up some dust and try to put out some of those flames? We want to just, like, kick up a bunch of dust and throw it on the fire, try to, try to snuff it out that way. Ooh, I like it. All right, go ahead and uh, roll athletics for Baloney. Baloney. Which is a, just a powerful phrase. I love that name. Roll athletics for Baloney. Boyo, boyo. That is uh, 27. 27. Oh, my gosh. Wow. Uh, it is all but just embers at this point. As Baloney. Like, you would, th- you would think that Tauros was using a ground-type move or something, uh, but it's not. Uh, Baloney's just kicking up dust, but just with those powerful, powerful muscular sinews, the, those just cattle legs, <laughs> just kicks up that dust. Well, that's sure not fried baloney, Pearl says. <laughs> the fire is almost out at this point as uh, Tufus continues to just like... <laughs> yep, okay, 22. The fire is, uh, is almost out at this point as uh, between the water sport and now the dust, you've got multiple ways of putting this fire out. And actually having uh, water-type things happening is, is <laughs> definitely been helpful. That is a big help. Yeah, it, it is almost out now. Pearl, what are you doing? Keep it up, Seely. One more water sport. Um, that's a fifteen. Fifteen. Yeah. All right. How does how does Seely fully extinguish the flames? Can Machamp do something too? Let's see. Oh, totally. Yeah. What, what, um, what's a, what's a combo something or other okay. that uh, Seely and McCoy do? They're still dosy doing. Ooh, ooh. They do like an I've had the time of my life lift, but just cowboy style. <laughs> <laughs> You know, exactly what that looks it's like. It's like the end of Shaboopy for the music man. If you wanted me to get really specific. The fire, the fire, the fire's almost out. Hey, hey. the fire, <laughs> the fire, the fire's almost out. Hey. The fire is almost out. Not the Family Guy version. Dun, dun. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for clarifying. <laughs> 
I really wanted to be specific, guys. Yeah, okay. Well, so now we, we have you on record saying that for anyone's future reference, the cowboy version of the uh, Time of My Life dance is actually the end of Shibupi. Uh, it's I'm in the public record now. Well, okay, there, there is. is. I know the exact ending I'm talking about. It's when... <laughs> The guys, the partners would lift the girls up and they put them right on their shoulders and the women have to go, show poopy. And it's, I know it very well because I did the show once and the customer hadn't finished any of the costumes and so all the buttons weren't finished. So the guys, it was dress rehearsal and we all had bloomers on, thank God, but the guys lifted the women up and all of our skirts fell down oh, no. while also in bloomers. And we ended the number with our bloomers going, show poopy. Oh no. <laughs> I don't know. That sounds like... So that's a real life tragedy. (laughs) I'm trying to decide if that's like the same or worse than the time that we did Shrek at the... Oh, uh... no. Nothing beats Shrek. (laughs) Nothing will ever beat Shrek's costume design. The Duloc number was um, something in that dress rehearsal. Duloc is... Uh, But anyway... That spandex was not ready. I know. (laughs) So that went all the way. It might not be able to make it on air. (laughs) We got yelled at for laughing. And I just looked, we looked at each other and we're like, what were you supposed, what were we supposed to do? What did you expect? (laughs) You put us out there half clothed in spandex with no thumb holes. I'm looking, I'm looking down on them all as Farquaad and just losing it. As everything is falling apart. Uh, okay, so all back the, on track. All that to say, uh, the fire's out as the uh, the flames die down, and you see that uh, actually there there is some of the barn still standing. It is uh, it is not fully just completely destroyed. There is a lot of damage, yeah. but thanks to uh, the the quick action of you all, you were able to keep it from just being totally, totally burned to the ground as the flames have died down and now it's just some some uh, smoldering coals and the smoke floating up into the sky is now uh, uh, less of that dark black and it's, it's sort of a lighter gray now uh, in the moonlight. Ooh, okay. Wow. Ooh. <laughs> I was I was taken away for a second. Sorry, I'm, ooh, I'm back. Ooh. Yeah. Ooh. Okay. Wow. <laughs> I think Ricky is, once the it's dying down, he does that real, that that typical cowboy thing, a frustrated cowboy thing, takes off his hat and kind of slaps it against his leg a couple times, puts it back on. Well, well, ugh, boy, this, is, this has not been my day, has it? Uh, uh, excuse me, uh, I, I must say, I, I don't know your names, and I, I apologize for not finding out, but I must say, I, I greatly appreciate your help. My name is Rancher Ricky Jones, uh, at your service. Luca? Yeah? This is going to be great. How <laughs> dare! And Pearl well, runs on oh. up and gives him a big old handshake. Okay. All right. Well, I... I'm Pearl. Hi, Pearl. It is a pleasure to meet your acquaintance. Oh, of course. Well, that was quite an enthusiastic handshake. And this is my rootin', tootin' partner, Luca. Luca comes up. He says, uh, hi, my name's uh, Luca Salvatore, and he shakes your hand. Ready, Luca? Four. Five, six, seven, eight. Oh. oh, the Luca and the Pearl must be friends. Oh, the Luca and the Pearl must be friends. Okay, we gotta actually rehearse these we meet if Ricky you want Jones me to participate. And here's his farm. There is a barn. It uh, was on fire. Okay. The Luca and the Pearl must be friends. Yeah, here we go. Ricky Jones pulls out a guitar. <laughs> here we go now. Do see do. Yes, here we go. Okay. It's, an, it's a reverse barn race. <laughs> Luca's going to make a performance oh. check at disadvantage really quick. <laughs> you say that, and Ricky got real sad again. <laughs> oh, bummer. Oh, fair, that's fair. Yeah, okay, okay. <laughs> Sorry, got excited. Got excited there, Ricky. Went, went, came back to reality. Well, you know, if, if it helps, the, uh, the disadvantage didn't make that much of a difference. They were both very bad. <laughs> As he's like, I told you, we got. If you want me to do these numbers, we gotta rehearse them they first. They just come naturally. <laughs> um, she runs over to Celie. Hey, Celie, you okay? Order. And I imagine she's getting lowered down by <laughs> Machamp. I know she she like flirtatiously like poops a little fin against McCoy <laughs> the Machamp. <laughs> it's like, a, 
Ooh. <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> well, yeah, they seem to be getting quite along. Uh, McCoy, come on over here. Uh, well, these are my Pokemon. Uh, this is McCoy, the Machamp, <clears throat> and uh, Rosetta over here, the Arcanine. You see this, this large kind of grizzled Rosetta. She comes over with this grace and swagger, but a bit, you know, she's still got a, you know, a powerful vibe to her. And then uh, Baloney comes just sort of trotting over. Then um, that's Baloney. Uh, you know, he used to have a first name. I kind of forgot it. Anyways, and uh, where is uh, Blue? Blue, where you at, Blue? And from behind Baloney, this really, like, Jigglypuffs are pretty puffy to begin with. But this one is just, like, big cheeks. Just sort of real... Got a very coconut vibe to him. Yes. <laughs> like, like, like Pillsbury Doughboy. Yes. Like, yes. Stay puffed, like next level Jigglypuff that oh, we're talking yeah. about. Yeah. Love him. That there, that's Bluetooth. He uh, is new to the team, but uh, come on over. Come on over, friends. We got we got some, uh, some of our saviors here. These are the real heroes of the ranch tonight. Wow. What a great team. You guys are amazing. Wow. Living out on the farm and the ranch. Oh, sorry about your ranch. What happened? Boy, you know, it happened quite quickly, but I believe that I have been sabotaged. What? Yes. And then we get in a real big Zoom, and Pearl has, like, a toothpick, and she goes, Not on my watch. And her face is somehow really, really dirty, and the ranger hat is tipped way too far down, and she's stoic. (laughs) Not today. And then we zoom out. I'm so sorry. Yeah, uh, wow. That was intense, and I love the intensity. Uh, well, <laughs> thanks. You know, I, I, I have to say, I think the fire was a distraction because I'm noticing that my herd has gone missing, and that is, quite frankly, that's the bread and butter of the Marigold Ranch. But boy, I, have you? Did you see anyone on your way in, leaving, or, or herd uh, at all? Like anything? I don't think so. Um, what do you mean, herd? Oh, well, you see, I'm a rancher. You see, what I do is I, I breed and raise cattle and toros and, and milk tank and, and the sort. And then when uh, a company needs them, I, I herd them across the plains and bring them over and I, and I drop them off. And that's how I make most of my living. Wait! Supplying companies. Yep. I'm a real cowboy. This is a Pokemon dude ranch? <laughs> Well, I think a dude ranch would imply that it was mostly for, like, tourists and stuff, but I think it's just a ranch ranch. One of the last, I might add, although, looks at the barn, it may actually just have been the last and no longer is the last, I suppose. No, no! If I can't find that herd, I think Marigold Ranch might might have seen his last days. Oh. We'll find the herd? Yeah. That can't be true. This place is amazing! Sure, we're city slickers, but, 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 but... It hasn't been that long. I'd hate to trouble you, you know. You, you, you go, well, well, actually, what? You're awfully young to be out by yourself. What? What do? You, well, wait a second. I'm ten. You won't happen to be trainers, would you? Oh yeah. I mean, and it, Luca just sort of gestures to Tufus, who's like still just like spewing water gun <laughs> at the uh, barn, even though the fire's out. <laughs> We get another intense zoom in on Pearl, hat tipped, face so, so, so dirty, two toothpicks <laughs> now, and she just tosses up the Pokeball. Trainers, huh? I guess you could say that now, partner. I just can't not see that as just sort of Pearl, just like traced or superimposed over the exact same pose of like Blondie from The Good, The Bad, and The Ugly. <laughs> <laughs> Where he's just like, that's what I'm going for. And then we zoom out. Oh, yeah, we're trainers. Well, well. And she tosses it again and she drops it. And <laughs> <laughs> mighty fine ones, I might add. Uh, boy, I tell you what, bless be a Ricky tonight because I think that we might just be able to pull this off. I, I tell you what, I, we, we, I, not much we can do tonight. I, luckily, the house is saved and the barn is gone and... The rest of the ranch is kind of in a state of disrepair, but I can offer you a place to stay in in my house, and maybe we can find a trail early in the morning. That sounds great. Ricky, now that you have a second to to gather your thoughts, go ahead and make a retroactive perception check for me. Okay. Now that things have calmed down, to see what you were able to uh, pick up from what all just went down. Hot, oh. hot, 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 ooh, ouch, hot, sorry, hot, it's just ooh, the dice are hot tonight, because that is a 26. Oh, ooh, my mercy, 26. Ricky came, finally, and he was like, I'm ready. I'm ready. Goodness gracious. All right, with a 26, here is the sequence of events as you remember them. 
it was evening out on the ranch, sunset, as it were. You were inside working on dinner, I suppose. Well, I, you could have been doing anything else, but I'd say you were inside the house. Is there anything else that you were that you were doing? You tell me. Oh yeah, I was. I was midway through opening up and dumping that can of beans into the stove uh, stove pan <laughs> to warm them up for another lovely dinner. Dinner for one, as per usual. But so you you were dumping those beans into the pan uh, when you saw a bit of movement outside. It was uh, a lot going on in, in the sunlight and everything, uh, especially because the, the way that you were angled, the sun, the glare was in the window a little bit. But as you rushed out, uh, you could see that there was, it looked like a lone rustler starting to try to herd up your cattle, your various Toros and Miltank and Go-Go's, Buffalant, all of those. The, the wide variety that you have here at the ranch. As that was happening, you saw that the, this rustler did appear to be alone, but it looked like they had Pokemon with them. You saw one large dog that you could tell it had two uh, big fangs that with a big underbite uh, that seemed to be running around herding them up. Uh, there were two flying Pokemon, one that looked like a bird uh, and then one that looked uh, m- more insect-like as they were flying around. And this rustler was going around on a mount with antlers on it didn't look to be like a horse or anything but it seemed like it had some antlers and then uh, as they were going around you rushed out and released your full pokemon team and got into a full battle uh with this rustler as they were you know stampeding the herd away as that happened the the sort of battle ensued you know mccoy and uh Oh gosh, all of the names. McCoy and Baloney. Rosetta and Blue. Baloney and Bl- Bluetooth. Everybody rushed out there. Bluetooth. Uh, yeah. <laughs> the Jigglypuff. <laughs> uh, they, they all rushed out there and started getting into it. Uh, whatever this bird Pokemon was uh, seemed to have some kind of psychic attack on Rosetta the Arcanine, uh, which led to the accidental ignition of the barn uh, as Rosetta let off a loose, uh, what, what was it, ember or a flamethrower or something or other? Yeah, flamethrower. Let off a, a loose flamethrower in the l- wrong direction that uh, just lit the barn up. And so as that happened, your focus then shifted to the barn and what all was going on there. Uh, but as they were about to run off, uh, as you were you know, trying to figure out what you, how you could stop this fire on your barn, you did see also riding atop this antlered mount the glint of a golden coin off of a feline head also like riding on this mount a small feline pokemon mm, my word but your attention shifted to the barn and then now that you have looked back around and the fire is out there is no sign of the herd or the rustler of any of their pokemon i like to imagine that ricky jones weaved that and pearls just like eyes are humongous like just so enwrapped in the story Whoa. Yeah, he's wrapping up his, and thus I went to go chase the the would-be thief, but of course the barn caught on fire, and and well, I needed to save the Pokemon aside and and get that barn, and of course then my heroes came, you two, Pearl and Luca, my saviors, the saviors and heroes of Marigold Ranch. I'm just so happy that you're here and you've agreed to help us out. Oh, my heart grows three three sizes in a good way. It's not a heart condition. I am happy that you all here. <laughs> but that that is the story that I remember it. And uh, my word, I just, I'm left speechless. This is, you know, this, now that I think about it, I think this has happened a couple times around here. Yeah, yeah. This I've Wait, heard. to you specifically or like No, neighbors? not to me. This is the first time to neighbors, okay. yes. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say. I get robbed every rough. third day, actually, yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I'm not very good. Yeah, put a fence up. <laughs> I'm robbed frequently. <laughs> Pearl uh, pats Ricky Jones and goes, you know, all we could do to help. No need to call us heroes. But, you know, <clears throat> a hero does love a little uh, sweet cream after the end of a triumph. <sighs> Got any ice cream? Oh, oh, yes, of course. I, I did I did promise you a, a, a warm bed and a w- wonderful meal. So please come on into my into my house and, and let's let, let me get you situated and, and comfortable. Pearl and Seely high five. <gasps> oh, oh. <laughs>
Hello, friends. Jonah here to say thank you for listening to Postcards from Pearl. Also, I want to go ahead and say a huge thank you to Adam LeGrave for coming and joining us for the Marigold Riders arc. We got six great episodes in the tank, and we are so excited to share them with you. We mentioned it earlier in the show, but Adam is on a bunch of great podcasts. The Tall Grass podcast is fun for all ages, and we had a wonderful time doing a crossover with Abby and friends earlier this year. Meanwhile, the Roaring Trainers and DM's Treehouse are for adults only, but both of those shows are excellent as well. We are big fans. We will rotate through those show promos at the end of the announcements during this arc, and we hope you check them out. I'd like to take a moment to tell you about our amazing partner, Dice Envy. During the month of June, we are donating all of our Dice Envy commission to the Bail Project. So by going to DiceEnvy.com QuestCo or by using promo code QuestCo at checkout, you can get 10% off of your order and know that 15% is going to be donated directly to the Bail Project. We also have a giveaway happening over on the Quest Company Twitter. You can win a beautiful set of metal dice from Dice Envy, and all you gotta do to enter is donate directly to the Bail Project and let us know you did. We'll be gathering entries for that through the end of the month, which is tomorrow. This is the last mid-show reminder, so make sure to go check out that pinned tweet and enter if you haven't yet. If you're a fan of what we do here on Quest Company Jr. and you want to give us a boost, please go to our page on the Apple Podcasts app or wherever you listen to your podcasts and leave us a rating and review. It is a huge help to us and we read every review that comes in. And if you really love what we do here at Quest Company Jr. and you would like to take the next step in supporting us, please consider becoming a Patreon subscriber. For as little as $2 a month, you can help us with necessary expenses, help us continue to improve the quality of the show, and get access to exclusive content and patron rewards. If you'd like to give us that support, you could do so at patreon.com slash questcompanypodcast. You can find the link to the Patreon on our website, questcompanyjr.com. If you'd like to contact us, you could do so directly through our website or by finding us on Instagram and Twitter at Junior. You can also hang out with us in our Quest Company Discord. The link to that is on our website and Twitter. We know that word of mouth is the best way to get people listening to a new podcast, so please, if you enjoy the show, let other people know. Tell your friends, tell your enemies, tell everyone. If we see you tweeting about us or posting fan art using hashtag Junior or hashtag postcards from Pearl, you might get a character named after you on the show. And if you have fan art of the podcast that you want to share, just make sure when you post it to tag us so that we can see it. Quest Company Jr. is a proud member of Podicon Go, a group of independent podcasts supporting high-quality content that's fun for the whole family. Podicon Go is your reliable corner of the internet for the kind of podcast that everyone can enjoy, with shows ranging from animal facts to stories to audio dramas to RPG actual plays and more. Check them out at podicongo.com. I'd like to take a moment to thank the incredible artists whose music is featured in this episode. Thank you to Foolboy Media for the song Video Game Land. Thank you to Gypsy Trip for the songs Caravan, Fear of the South, and Mario's Tune. Hey, that's Adam's band. Thank you to Silent Partner for the song Stomping Grounds. And thank you to TabletopAudio.com for providing the ambient sounds. That's all for me, so let's get back to our friends at the ranch. Thank you for joining us here on Quest Company Jr. Welcome to the Roaring Trainers, a 5th edition actual play podcast set in the Pokemon world. Kanto, in the Jazz Age. Follow along with our heroes as they embark... Wait a minute. This isn't a bar. I told you we didn't know where we were going. Wait, what are you guys doing here? You're you're not supposed to be here. I'm so sorry, sir. My friends and I thought that this was a bar. Okay, well, it's not, so you need to get the help. Wait, why is that Abra out of its Pokeball? Oh, dang. Abby, get back here. Wesley, uh, what what do I do? Stop her, Atticus. Don't worry, I've got this. Go Magikarp! Sendor, uh, no. No, don't do that. Ah, oh, great. You fried my board, and now I can't even finish this ad. Oh, I'm so, uh, so sorry about that. I'm sorry. We didn't mean to. Okay, that's enough. Get out of here. You're all, uh, banned. Joke's on you. You don't know who we are. Oh, well, we're the Roaring Trainers. Well, uh, you don't know where to find us, at least. Oh, you can find us wherever you get your podcast. Guys! You fellas aren't very good at this, are you? No. No. Well, let me show you how it's done. Follow Wesley, Sandoran, Atticus, and Little Abby as they meet new friends, discover new Pokemon, and explore the landscape of Kanto in the Jazz Age on their Pokemon journey.
Yeah, he takes you into the house and it's 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 nothing fancy. I mean, it's just bare walls, you know, uh, no real dressings on the windows, anything like that. Uh, he goes in and he, oh, oh, my word, my beans, my beans are burning. Uh, and he runs over to the stove and, and stirs them up and, well, uh, I'll just go ahead and put on a fresh can of beans for us for dinner. Uh, <laughs> and you can help yourself. Huh. A fresh can. <laughs> fresh can of beans. And he goes and grabs a, a can from, from his pantry. It's bare. There's just a couple cans. And it's just a white label can that just says beans. <laughs> Not even Bush's best. Aww. No, no. Kinoko's cheapest. <laughs> it's Pokemart brand. There we go. Yep, yep. Mm-hmm. Pearl... Is, I'm imagining a lot of wood in this house. Mm-hmm. Is that right? Yeah, okay. wood paneling. Yeah, you, as you're looking around, you see that a lot of it does look kind of dilapidated, too. Uh, you know, you didn't really get a great look as you were coming in, but uh, as you take a second to get your bearings a little more, it is it, it is a little bit uh, in a state of disrepair around here, just a little bit. Pearl finds the squeakiest wooden board <laughs> and definitely squeaks at least for a solid 30 seconds and looks to Luca and she goes, mm-mm, mm-mm. Hey, Luca, what did you think of that story? Pretty wild, huh? A true Western. Yeah, I mean. <laughs> and then she says, let me try this one. Ooh, a little lower. Ooh, let's try this one. Oh, I see you found the squeaking board. Wait, am I a disc jockey? <laughs> I love this. And she tries to make a little symphony really quick from hopping big style like the big piano with Tom Hanks. I think uh, Bluetooth <laughs> would join in because yes. he hears the music and he's like, oh, yeah. Oh, let's do this. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. We get a little groovy, and then and then I do look back to Luca. But what? But wait, wait, wait sorry. I got distracted. What do you really think? Bluetooth is just hopping on the boards like, jigglypuff, jigglypuff, jigglypuff. <laughs> <laughs> and there's a trying to start a squeaky board square dance. <laughs> just get real winded. <laughs> sorry, I mean, I truly mean to listen to Luca, but she does turn to Ricky Jones, and she says, hey, Partner, you, do you mind if I let out a little bit of my team? They could use some fresh air and some friends. Oh, yeah, of course. There's no better air than that of an open field by, behind you. So please, go ahead. Soak it in. Okay, great. I tell Celie, Fanta, and uh, Shroomish that if they want to go outside and play, they can. Nice. With, with the team. But man, Aaron does not get to. Aaron needs to be adjusted to our own team first. That's fair. That's fair. You know, Aaron's <laughs> a little new. I got to know if he can behave himself. That's fair. Okay, but yeah, uh, now I'm ready to listen to Luke, I promise, I, I promise. I'm sorry, what was the question? Oh, I got okay. distracted by the bean smell. <laughs> it is a delicate smell. We zoom in on Pearl again. Whom? Those beans smell mighty good. Three toothpicks now. Whom? Okay, wait, Luca! What? Yes. What did you think of his story? Well, uh, I mean, about the, the rustler? Yeah. I mean, it sounded like bad news. I, I, I think it's weird. I mean, it's pretty much open plains out here. I don't know why we wouldn't be able to see them on the horizon or anything, but they're they're, they're gone. That's that's really weird. That's exactly what I was thinking. Like, how could you really sneak up on a place like this? Well, right. Yeah, how could you sneak up and then how could you sneak out? Weird. I don't know. Seems like he has a really big crew of Pokemon, too. Yeah, from the sound of it, that was was like a lot. Also, it's a lot for one person to do all that cattle, cattle herding, I would think. I mean, you, you do it on your own, don't you? I don't see anybody else here. Is there anybody else here? Oh no, no, it's uh, it's just me, just me and my Pokemon. Uh, this is my this is my family ranch. Uh, used used to be my mom and my pa used to be out here too, but uh, you know they they've they've moved on quite a bit ago, and it's just me keeping it going. Ah. Um, I'm sorry for the state of the house. It, it is a bit it's a bit dusty in here. I, I do admit, but are you kidding me? And she goes back to squeak symphony. <laughs> I love here. Yeah. It's way better than a bland old pokey, you know, uh, the, what are they called? Pokey centers. Yeah, absolutely. It's yeah. rustic. It's got character. It's not just a cot. Yeah. We're not about it. Well, thank you very much. I mean, I do have only cots for you to sleep on, so I apologize for that, but, uh, right, but at it's least, a rustic uh, cot. It's a rust- it is very rustic, a bit rusty, and I would at least check for sharp edges before laying down your head for the night. <laughs> But I do say, uh, I apologize again for, I don't spend much time here on the ranch, you see, with being the only one here running. Uh, I'm mostly out on the field, uh, taking my herds to and from businesses, so. Your home is the open plains and the wide open sky. What a dream. It truly is a a paradise out there. Most of the time. I get it. I live on, I used to live on a cruise ship. Really? Just the sea and the sky and, yeah, and a ton of amenities. 
Wow. Wow. Amenities. Amenities. <laughs> wow. That is, yeah, that is a word I haven't heard in a long time. <laughs> <laughs> These beans are delicious. Well, thank you. And Pearl means that sincerely. Yes. Yeah. She really loves them. <laughs> yep. They're baked. Well, um, Mr. Jones, is there, is there anything that you need us to do? Like, I, I don't know. Is there, is there anything around the, the ranch that we need to help you take care of before we, we settle in for the night? Or, I mean, I, I don't know if, like, is, is your whole herd gone? All of them? Yeah, it does seem. I did do a, a once round, and uh, yeah, it seems that the Napa did go ahead and nap all of them, uh, except for, of course, my, my main team here. It's infuriating, but, you know, it's I, I, I can't help but think I know who did it, but mm, I, don't, I don't know. Mm. Who? 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 Tell us. You'll get a zoom in if you do. <laughs> There's a name that's been going around. Like I said, th- th- my ranch is not the first to have, to have been hit. There's several ranches a bit north of here, and... They've been they've been hit and most of them have been moving or selling after, not able to recoup from the losses. But they've all been saying this one name, Mooney. And we definitely get a zoom in on that one. <laughs> and there's a little bean slurp, maybe. Yeah, a little bit of bean. <laughs> you just yeah, you just get a zoom in on Ricky's face. He says Mooney, and then a big spoonful of beans. Yep. There's some bean juice just sort of lingering in the mustache. <laughs> the mustache. <laughs> Mooney. Bean juice is what makes it so curly and, and wonderful. Oh. Yeah. oh, who needs mustache wax when you got bean yeah. juice? It's a little Ricky Jones seeker. You go ahead and take that home with you. Ew, I love it. <laughs> Mooney, that sounds like a troublemaker. Well, if there's anyone else, uh, any other you know, farmers or ranchers that, that have been hit, uh, maybe we could we could check in with them and, and, you know. Make a ranch coalition? Well, I mean, at least see And vow to put ranch on almost everything we possibly can. <laughs> if a ranch. Yeah. That ranch is hidden down the valley. It's hard to get to. <laughs> oh, there it is. Yeah, the Hidden Valley Ranch. Yeah. Hasn't been hit yet. Well, only a matter of time, probably. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't say that. <laughs> but yeah, so uh, well, is there anything else that you all would like to do before you kind of settle in for the night and then try to uh, catch, catch the trail tomorrow? I definitely write to my dad, for sure. Uh, do we have, like, a fireplace? Like, what's the weather like? The weather is... Oh, sorry. Oh, oh. I'm not oh, the well, GM. What's the, what's the... I'm not the GM. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I, know, I was waiting to, I was like, oh, he knows if there's... I mean, I, I assume you probably got a fireplace, right? Yeah. Okay, great. Absolutely. Yeah, I think it's a... Uh, uh, a pretty clear night tonight, you know, after your whole ordeal with the uh, Weather Institute earlier today. Uh, it's back to how it was before then, where it's, you know, clear skies outside, theoretically clear skies anyway. There is still a lot of smoke lingering in the air, and it is a bit a bit of an odd feeling to have a fire going in the fireplace after, you know, putting out the huge fire of the barn earlier but there, there is that fireplace there cool. in the house, yeah. So I think she writes some letters by the fireplace, and then she just goes and watches the stars a little bit before she goes to bed. Nice. Ricky, is there anything that you uh, want to do before you tuck in for I tomorrow? think uh, after dinner, after a good belly full of beans, uh, he heads out to the burnt-down barn, kind of starts seeing if there's anything that he can salvage, maybe taking the really, really bad stuff, starting to pile it up. He and uh, McCoy are over there kind of working on stuff, but... Yeah, after a while, he just sort of gives up and heads back to the house and sees Pearl on the Pearl on the porch. And well, Pearl, I'm going to go turn in. Uh, is there anything that I can do for you, a little miss? No, sorry, I didn't help you. I'm just ten, so like my muscles. Whoa, I'm going to feel everything that we just did earlier today, or else I would totally help. But you know, I bruised like a peach. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry to hear that. But <laughs> tell you what, there's nothing better than uh, feeling the the work of yesterday. Tomorrow. It's a good feeling here on the ranch. Makes you feel alive. Yeah, I dig it. I feel like this is definitely a place I would thrive in. Yeah, I'm getting that feeling too. <laughs> uh, I have just a quick question for you, Pearl, if, if you don't mind. Uh, I didn't see Luca around, but did, what was Luca's last name? Sa- Salvatore? Yeah. Interesting. It's really fancy. There's like multiple syllables. Yeah. I've tried writing it down. He's teaching me cursive, and she shows her little notebook where he he helps her learn hashtag <laughs> boat school from Captain Ron. So, um, and you know, she's like, I try to practice these with my dad's letters, but so far I've worked up a D, a T, and a fancy S 
from his name. So I'm working on my my cursive piece, but they're a lot harder than I thought because oh, wow. I just get all the circles and the loops. But yeah. I'm getting there. Yeah. Can I show you how I do a very fancy R for Ricky Jones? Yeah. Yeah, and he goes to the paper and he just does a very elegant. You know, I feel like. Older people have just wonderful cursive compared to most younger mm-hmm. people. Oh, so he's got that. Absolutely. Yeah, he's got he was, that older person. He was properly person. taught yeah, cursive. Exactly. Yeah. Just <laughs> beautiful, just elegant, you know? And he's a Rick Jones and underline, takes the, the under from the S and just underlines the whole name. I meant to just do the R, but. It's not the scribble cursive. It's like he actually does write Ricky Jones, right, yeah. the full thing. It's not like you sort of just do the big one and then scribble out the rest and then you get to the next big one. It's not how I sign my name. It's how like a proper person who can do actual how, cursive. How a cowboy, a, pro- a cowboy who knows cursive signs that name. Same. Yeah. Pearl looks up in wonderment. Whoa, you just did that outside by starlight? That was amazing. <laughs> oh, well. <laughs> and he kind of like, well, adjust his collar, kind of blush. Like, well, I, I, you know, I, good good education goes a long way, Pearl. Uh, but uh, it gets a little lonely out here, so I try to uh, keep up with my penmanship, doing journals and whatnot, writing to friends and, and, and the sorts. So. But, nice. Imagine what I can do when I'm your age. I'll be unstoppable. <laughs> oh, yes, well, you've got several, several years to go. But I tell you what, do not let my age uh, fool you. I am still spry and strong. And, uh, yeah, oh, oh, jeez, oh, sorry. I'm going to go ahead and pull a little muscle in my back. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and <laughs> spend uh, six hours rolling on a tennis ball to try to fix that before going to sleep. All right, Miss Pearl, I bid you adieu. And he uh, walks into the house limping. Night, Ricky Jones. Good night. And then I think she says... Coco, peanuts. Uh, um, we are at a guest house. Coconut like comes over with uh, a little like metal rod with a with a marshmallow on the end of it, as it seems like. Uh, and also, Bluetooth the Jigglypuff comes over as they were just trying to roast s'mores over the coals of the burnt barn. <laughs> Coco, Peter. Hey, listen. Beep, beep, beep. Listen. Beep. Okay. Um, this one is a little different. Okay. Limited supplies, and you gotta respect that. So if you're going to cook, you have to use what you brought, okay? Like, I love that you pack marshmallows 24-7. I know you have some pockets in your little Pokeball. I, I know you store. I know. This is the time for rations, okay? And um, He's so- taking just, like, little nibbles of his Willy Wurmple chocolate. <laughs> <laughs> and so if you cook coconut, you can't use any of the beans. Pikachu. You sure? Pikachu. Okay, good. Maybe you could forage. I'm sure there's berries and stuff, but I don't want you to go out too late, okay? <laughs> okay, okay, I know. Wild. Wild ideas here. But, you know, it's good to find some new recipes. Maybe Jigglypuff can help you. Blue, right? Bluetooth? Jiggly! Yeah, Blue knows what I'm talking about. And I kind of just give them both a little shake on the heads, and I say, Night, guys. Bobby. Jiggly! <laughs> Make a persuasion check. Gosh, I rolled really poorly. I guess this was a good time to roll so poorly. Negative five. Ne- oh, whoa. <laughs> what? I rolled a nat one. Oh. <laughs> Coconut does not go foraging. Okay, good, actually. <laughs> good. Okay, that actually worked. Decidedly is like, <laughs> who does she think I am? <laughs> oh, I love no it. No way. <laughs> Oh, great. But I do think my Pokemon, like, I kind of corral my guys from after their their playtime and stuff, and we go to bed. Nice. Uh, I think as you go to bed, you're like on a cot, you know, across the way from Luca. uh, As, you know, you you hop in and it's a little squeaky. It is a a rustic, rusty cot. Uh, But you uh, hop in there next to Luca. He just, like, he's, he's puzzling. He's got a puzzled look. What do you think about there, partner? I'm adapting the cowboy language. Oh, nice, nice. I'm just thinking, there's something familiar about this guy. I just can't put my finger on it. What, you mean Mooney? No, no. The rascal? No, Ricky. What? Yeah. I don't know. I just feel like I've seen him somewhere before. Like where? Like like uh, like a shop, like your home, like a hallway, a gymnasium, a gym. I can keep listing places. <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't know. I'll, I'll sleep on it and uh, I'll see if I remember, but... He was asking about your last name. Really? Yeah. Oh. Okay. Okay. Well, at least at least it's mutual then, I guess. I don't know. Hey. I'm not worried about it. Hey. What? 
Are blue jeans blue, or do we just make the jeans blue? Night, Luca! (laughs) (laughs) Luca doesn't sleep at all that night. (laughs) Luca just curls up in the fetal position, wide-eyed, and stares at the wall. No, he looks it up on his pokey gear. Oh, oh, right. He's like, well, let me let me find out. Are blue jeans really? Well, hold on, Pearl. I have an answer for you. That's the magic of the internet. No. Oh, there's no signal out here. <laughs> Good. That's the way I like it. He curls back up and stares at the wall once again. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Luca. It's fine. It's fine. Pearl does bond with Fanta this evening. Nice, 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 nice. Because Fanta needs some TLC after what happened. Nice. And we definitely have some cuddle time. I like it. And and Fanta, like, I feel like Fanta does struggle with that just a little bit. Mm-hmm. Like, it's new-ish. But I get some of Ika's good nest stuff that I kept. And I, I let, uh, I'd be like, here, Fanta, it's okay, it's okay. Here, I'll make you your own pillow. <laughs> there you go. It's kind of like a nest, but we're close. Great, and we'll, we we go to bed. Fanta is grateful. Ricky, who would you like to bond with over the long rest? Ooh, I think I will bond with uh, Rosetta, my Arcanine, because I think she's feeling a little uh, a little guilty about what happened, having been confused and caused the fire and whatnot. So uh, I'm gonna go ahead and uh, we get up to our room and. Somehow she's in there. Um, this giant, giant dog is in my tiny room. <laughs> I'm just patting him like, oh, Rosetta, it is fine. I, I understand. You got hit with well, quite a powerful spell there. Uh, it, it caused some confusion. Don't don't, don't place this on you, okay? This, this is fine. This is, this is, whoever that rustler is, that, that's their fault, not yours, okay? Come, come here, girl. Oh, come here. And I just like tons of scratches and just hugs and stuff like that. So, Excellent. And you bond with Rosetta. She will have the accompanying uh, temporary HP and inspiration for tomorrow. And Luca is going to bond with Mikey the Ghastly this evening, I think. After Mikey really, really showed up and showed out there at the Weather Institute, Luca's like, you know what? I did not know that you were capable of, of doing more than just pranks, pretty much. That was nice. He says, after being very spooked by Mikey as Mikey did uh, sort of possess a scarecrow that was outside and came up to the window and, like, tapped on it. <laughs> Luca jumped very high. Um, <laughs> I like to imagine Pearl is, like, sleepily awaked by it and goes, huh, cool, and then goes to sleep. <laughs> it is terrifying. <laughs> as Mikey's like, <laughs> <laughs> Mikey, you'll love how much this place squeaks. At a couple of points throughout the night, you just hear a ghostly, <laughs> Yep, yep. <laughs> I don't know if you, you go out at any point, Ricky, to be like, oh, what, are they still up? But it's like, there's nothing there. Well, I think I will just go ahead and take my leave of this situation. And he uh, quickly runs back up to his bed and snuggles Rosetta closer. <laughs> nice. Smart move, smart move. <laughs> and with that, you all go to bed for the evening, getting ready to track down this rustler, seeing if you can find out any more information about this. Angel Mooney. Ooh. Ooh. Mooney. Ooh, I'm excited. Uh, I got a a taste of beans and a cowboy fever. I'm ready. (laughs) And that's where we'll end this episode. (laughs) Nice. (laughs) Yay! Oh, that was so much fun.
Are you looking for high-quality, family-friendly podcasts? Shows that are safe for younger or more sensitive listeners. Podicon Go is a reliable corner of the internet for the kind of podcast that everyone can enjoy. From educational programs to conversational topics and incredible storytelling and role-playing shows in a variety of styles, themes, and age groups. Podicon Go is a group of independent podcast creators dedicated to creating high-quality programs that provide family fun for everyone. Visit podicongo.com for an ever-growing lineup of shows complete with descriptions and ways you can listen. Connect with the Podicon Go family-friendly podcast network on Facebook and Twitter. P-O-D-I-C-O-N Go! It's podcast fun for everyone. Podicon Go! Thank you for listening to Postcards from Poa and Crush Company Jr.